How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Food for it, cheer for uh, Kind of like it. Richard throws it in front. Carlos scores! Well done, boy. There's some swagger. Push come to shove. We're going to get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. big moves for the Kings this week. I mean, I guess technically, anyway, they feel kind of big. <laughs> Starting with the biggest news that people were talking about um, yesterday is Mike Richards officially called up from the AHL. Welcome back, Mike Richards. Hooray, Mike Richards and his curls. I feel so bad about saying last week that I had completely forgotten about you. <laughs> well, he's back. Um, and he still, you know, what I realize is that it has been quite a while since I have heard Mike Richards, like, soft, nasally voice. <laughs> and it was really quite nice to hear that after the win today, even though he didn't get any points or anything. But I was like, oh, yeah, this guy, I like him. He's yeah. cool. And he didn't seem to do, it didn't seem like he did, you know, a terrible job. I mean, he did end up being a minus one, but, you know, them's the ropes, I suppose. But yes, I did miss his like sweaty curls and whatnot, so it's nice to see him back. Yeah. I reserve the right to change my mind if he is terrible later. <laughs> um, but I can't ooh, I can't imagine that Andrioff or Andioff would be doing any better. That is fair. It's not like in especially I mean the the Kings have played one game now since Mike Richards has come back and that was against New Jersey, and they didn't miss Andrioff in that particular game. So I don't think, and I mean, really, I feel like the move has more to do with the, um, with Jared Stoll being out seemingly indefinitely at this point, because they still have not actually said what is wrong with him, making it seem more and more like it's probably um, a concussion or some, some kind of head injury. So Mike Richards back in, hopefully he can help the Kings out, or at least, you know, not make it worse. Um, he's been gone for a couple months, but, uh, here he is again. Hello. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't hate it. I don't hate that he's back. I know others, um, aren't too keen on him, but I'm glad to see him return. And I hope that his stint in the AHL hasn't, like, messed up his NHL play. Maybe it's made him a little bit better. Um, maybe he's now in the best shape of his life <laughs> right, yeah. and will help the Kings uh, make it to the playoffs. Well, I mean, they spent like, what, like a week and a half or something? He was in Los Angeles being tested and whatnot, apparently. So if he is in the best shape of his life, the Kings management should know it. They spent a lot of time trying to evaluate that. Um, and I mean, at least it's good enough at this point that they were like, all right, put him back in the lineup. It's been interesting because he has talked a little bit about being back, but it has kind of said, you know, he had, or at least like Jim Fox mentioned on the broadcast today during the game against the Devils, he was like, look, Richard said, yeah, it's kind of hard to talk about. And then I didn't hear it, but I saw on Twitter someone say that on the New Jersey broadcast that one of the commentators was like, you know, they talked to Richards a little bit and he indicated, I don't know if he said it speci like specifically this way, but it indicated that he was, you know, it crossed his mind that maybe his NHL career was over. So it's unfortunate because I don't think Mike Richards is like he's declined but I don't think he's that bad <laughs> where it's like oh you have to not be in the league anymore but um 
I, I am at least glad that he gets to come back up now, and hopefully the Kings do make it into the playoffs. It would be unfortunate if he just came back for a few games and they just – that was just kind of it. All of these comments about him are making me upset just because he's like, you know, I thought my NHL playing days were over. It was like miss, missing your family, uh, so on and so forth. Like, stop trying to make me cry, Mike Richards. Jeez. I know, right? Mike Richards, surprisingly emotional. <laughs> Yeah. What the hell? I'm not okay with this. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, if anything, I'm glad he's back because hopefully that, you know, he's happy about that. And yeah, that comment where it was like, you know, it's it's like being back with your family or back together with your family. Jeez. Goodness (laughs) gracious. You can't just say that to people. But he did. (laughs) And I had a lot of feelings about it. Hard on his sleeve, Mike Richards, back again. Yeah, who knew? I don't think I was quite expecting that from him. But I wasn't either. I wasn't either. He is not the only king that has returned to the lineup, though we also got back Alec Martinez. Got to see him play again today. He looked, you know, pretty good, feeling it back out. He was out with um, post-concussion symptoms. And in this game, he had two shots on goal, five block shots. I think he played a little more than 16 minutes, so he's getting back into it as well. Both him and Mike Richards had um, pretty good possession numbers. They were above 50%. I think they had like 53 and 55, and I forget which one had which. But, you know, decent. Decent efforts in their first game back. And it's not like the Devils are the toughest team. They're not a playoff team or anything. But, I mean, a good game to get them into, to get them back and get their legs back in. I think they both did okay. The Kings played really well today. Yeah, they definitely, I think it was like kind of the perfect team to play them, uh, mm-hmm. like to go against when you're first coming back. You know, it's not a particularly fast <laughs> team. It's not a particularly anything team. Um, it's a particularly boring team. So it's kind of a good game to kind of like get your feet under you uh, just a little bit. And the Kings did. I mean, they dominated in shots and, you know, it seemed to be working out all right. So everyone seems to be back in the group of things. As far as just the Kings' attitude and their energy, it was completely different from the game against Vancouver where they, I don't know, and they had had like two days off. But then that afternoon game, they had like a great first half of the first period. And then from there, it just kind of felt like they started to check out and then got frustrated by the Canucks. So it was good to see them all like as a team bounce back from that game because they irritated me a lot actually in that Canucks game I was like why are you doing this you realize you could beat this team but you're not going to okay cool all right that's the choice you've made the fact that after a while they chose to allow uh the Canucks to get under the skin under their skin was so baffling to me because I mean the Canucks of all people it's not like there's uh I, I mean yes they've had you know playoff rivalries and you know there's been a little bit of beef I suppose between the two teams but Hey, the Kings have come out on top pretty much every single time, so I don't understand why all of a sudden this Vancouver team uh, like got to them, especially when they came out so strong at the beginning, thinking that, oh, you know, it's going to be another one of those dominating games, and then, you know, a few hits there, a few scrums uh, here, and then all of a sudden it just was like mayhem, including Jonathan Quick, who just started punching people, which was... <laughs> yeah. Probably not the best thing to be doing, but obviously hilarious to the both of us. I have had several um, surprisingly, well, not surprisingly because it's me, conversations about um, Jonathan Quick's lack of 
chill on the ice and it always it's just funny to me like some people kind of get annoyed by it or embarrassed and I, I I think I don't take them seriously from him at all like I don't even think most of them are real so I just find it really funny yeah I find it hilarious I don't find it particularly like I can see why people are annoyed I can see that from like an, another team's perspective but for the most part it just amuses me Everyone kind of, everyone's got a person on their team that does something like this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's funny. I mean, even some Kings fans are like, he should like chill out. And it feels like he has been a little more seemingly aggro this particular season. Oh, yeah. But it has been a frustrating season for the Kings on the ice. So I'm not entirely surprised. And even still, I feel like what I don't like is when he gets mad and starts like, talking a lot of shit to the refs because what I don't want him to do is drop or take more penalties, um, especially, you know, not for reasons like that. So, but, you know, otherwise I'm like, it's funny. He seems like a big child <laughs> and I laugh at him <laughs> every single time. It's so great. And I love everyone's kind of collective um, agreeance that, yeah, Eddie Lack, what are you going to do? Smile him to death? <laughs> I, I liked that even Eddie Lack after was like, well, I have a nice reach, but he seems a little meaner than me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Eddie Lack wasn't trying to fight. He was just trying to, like, calm everybody down. Yeah, maybe he's, he's like, like, hey, guys, hey come, to the, come to the red line. Let's hug it out. Yeah, we could talk about this. We could love each other, actually. That's what Eddie Lack was trying to do, I've decided. Yeah, I kind of would have loved that. Like, Jonathan Quick tries to go, like, at him, and he just kind of, like, hugs Jonathan Quick's head until he's, and, like, tries to rock him. Just like, it's okay, yeah. buddy, it's all right. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> yeah, that's what Eddie Lack really wants to do. He just wants to diffuse the situation. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, it was really funny, that, that image of, like, him standing at the line with everybody just sort of up against the boards in the corner, having having a little fight. But yeah, it was it was weird. And then in the third period, Dowdy took a really dumb penalty. And most surprisingly, Tyler Toffoli basically tried to ruin um, Burroughs. Our little cupcake oh. did not pay attention to the kind of like, oh shit area around the boards <laughs> yeah. where Burroughs had already kind of, you know, let go of the puck. There really wasn't like a need to cross check him when his back was to Toffoli face towards the boards, and, you know, it exactly what you think would happen happened. And Toffoli just checked him face first into the boards and got ejected for it, which was so weird. So weird, because I didn't, I didn't get to watch the game, and I was like, excuse me, what did, who did what? That doesn't sound right at all. It was pretty shocking. I mean, not totally shocking, as far as, like, the flow of the game, like, him retaliating at all wasn't necessarily surprising because Tyler Toffoli is kind of a dude who, it's uh, it's not usually a push, though. Usually he's a dude that'll whack somebody with his stick a little bit <laughs> and um, try to get away with that. But the shove was a little surprising, and especially, like you said, in the area that they were in, like, you're right by the boards or right by the benches. Like, they're, that's not the best place to shove somebody um, because, like you said, he went down head first and... I mean, at the end of the second period, too, Burroughs had punched Toffoli, and the refs didn't call a penalty because the period had basically just ended. They just kind of were like, everybody break it up. And Alexander Burroughs, like, 
he's a pest. That's what he does is he tries to rile dudes up and he got under Toffoli's skin. And I'm not necessarily surprised that Burroughs was successful in agitating someone, but I, I was surprised that like Toffoli completely lost his cool for a second and uh, got ejected from the game. Little criminal criminal cupcake now. <laughs> um, especially when he had time to kind of like cool off about it. It wasn't like, you know, uh, right before a TV timeout and right. then like afterwards he throws him into the boards. There was an entire intermission to kind of like chill out, get like a talking to <laughs> yeah. from Daryl Sutter, like whatever it is. And obviously that didn't happen. I will say what was kind of funny is a few seconds before that happened, he had like a great breakaway opportunity. So I find it a little amusing that he was like, hold on, let me try to score this goal. Okay, now I'm going to kill you. It was <laughs> in like the span of a minute. It was like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows for Tyler Toffoli yeah. that game because he had like a shorthanded breakaway. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm a demon now. And I'm going to get myself thrown out like I'm some sort of weird agitator. Flipped completely so fast. So that was like a little, it shouldn't be funny to me, but that was kind of funny. And um, luckily, Burroughs, I will say, was not injured. Um, it, he, he did look like he was really hurt at first, but he came back to the game at least. I don't know if that was the right decision, but he did come back. And I think him not being injured or, or him returning to the game probably influenced uh, player safety's d- decision not to not to go for supplementary discipline against a Foley. He didn't get suspended. He didn't even have a hearing. So he got kind of lucky there because he doesn't have a record. But probably he will not get so lucky if that kind of thing happens another time. Um, I also enjoyed every time, because it, it got very scrummy uh, before all of this happened. And so Toffoli kind of likes to get involved and like jump on all these other guys. But, uh, I mean, it's Tyler Toffoli. So it was kind of funny to see Jeff Carter kind of like, big brother swing in being like all right guys like settle down (laughs) yeah that has become a fun little theme of this end of the season is tyler people trying to either punch tyler to fully because that was what happened in the predators game like i think it was stahlberg or somebody just sucker punched tyler to fully in the face and that that was when burroughs had punched him and i didn't see it on camera so i don't know if it was like right in the head or like in his back or whatever but burroughs had punched him and and jeff carter always comes in like hold on (laughs) hold on don't get carried away everyone chill out He's just a child. Jeff Carter is, like, here to save the day however he can, for the most part. Like, whether it's to, you know, settle down a a mischievous kitten (laughs) or to score goals or whatever it is. Jeff Carter has been phenomenal. Well, he has a lot of practice as far as, like, using his reach to separate short people people shorter than him because he's done it a lot for Mike Richards who now he's got two kids to look after (laughs) yeah he's like I know about these crazy people just chill out (laughs) hold on everybody to your separate corners I'm gonna hold you there with my long arms (laughs) he just has like one hand on each forehead (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) now I'm like imagining it like the Tom and Jerry cartoons where you know you just hold one of them gently as they, like, try to punch forward yep. or something. That's what it's basically like. For yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was something that was shocking and not really a highlight of that game, but kind of a standout standout moment in that ridiculous third period, especially. And then um, in addition, of course, to getting ejected, there was the five-minute major. And I will say at least, even though the Kings played really surprisingly poorly in that game they only allowed the one goal on the five minute major and technically still had a chance to come back they just could not 
tie it again. So that was weird. And I really liked that they did seem to push that out of their minds and played really well against New Jersey. Uh, yeah, and uh, in this New Jersey game, too, we should also say kudos to uh, Sakara, who has scored his first goal as a king. Yes, congratulations to that so, guy. So that is very exciting. Um, he has beat Shore, but not Andy off. I thought for sure that he was going to get his first goal before um, Andy and or Andre Andy off did, but he did not. Yeah, but so we're still waiting on Shore. Come on, Nick Shore, it's all you. <laughs> I really want him to score so badly. <laughs> it's him and David Vanderkulik. So. <laughs> Who is, of course, like still with the Monarchs. And I saw like there was a random tweet. They had a picture of him or something. And I was like, oh, right. You're actually still in the King system. Like, I kind of forget that he is even a thing. Look, at least we know Schultz is like there somewhere around. But uh, Vander Gullick even being on the radar, uh, not a clue. But um, yeah, and that's the Caragol was awesome. It was really cool. Yeah, it was. Major props to, I think it was Marion Gabrick who set him up. Good work. He had another sick pass, too, because later in that same period, he there was a lot of patience in front of the net between him and Tyler Toffoli that they kind of just kind of tried to find the lane to get a shooting opportunity. And then when it came, Gabrick did not hesitate. Perfect pass to Tyler Toffoli, who, you know, sent it in top shelf like he does. It, it was awesome. So, you know, great job to Andre Sakara and Toffoli, but actually major props to Marion Gabrick in this game. Yeah, he has been doing pretty damn good. Um, but then also Andre Kopitar with a goal and two assists. So he is getting back into the swing of things, getting that uh, old end of the season Andre Kopitar scoring streak going, perhaps. Hopefully, that's what I need. It was kind of funny because I saw a few different people mention like, oh, it's Kopitar's first three-point night since earlier this month. Like as if like, wow, it's been kind of a while since Kopitar scored three points in one game. And then it made me, of course, think like Trevor Lewis just set like a career high three points in one game. (laughs) Meanwhile, it's unfortunate when Kopitar goes like more than two weeks without doing that. You know, some people are just developing at their own pace. All right. (laughs) And Trevor Lewis just isn't quite there yet. <laughs> He's trying so hard, He is though. trying But it was just, like, a so funny hard. contrast. Okay, so, no, but the thing is, he is trying extremely hard. Um, he's doing pretty darn well um, and getting a lot of scoring opportunities. Obviously, he hasn't scored anything for a while, but his efforts have not gone unnoticed, at least by me. Time has not run out, Trevor Lewis. You can still get goal number 10. I really, really, really want it. <laughs> Please. But anyway, Marion Gabrick has 41 points, and he's actually just one behind Tyler Toffoli, and he is tied with Drew Downey. So that's pretty good for him. And he has played only 59 games, which is for, I think, of like the top six guys, the fewest games played. So he's got like a 15% shooting percentage. Marion Gabrick killing it, and he looked really good in that game tonight. Um, Oh, Andre Kopitar with his three-point night has now pulled... You know, pull ahead of Jeff Carter a little significantly. Four points ahead. He's got 57 points and he leads the Kings with that. And Carter is second with 53. But Jeff Carter is still the goal scoring leader and he's got 25 goals this season. Um, Something kind of fun that I was thinking about after seeing a little display, I guess, on uh, a prior Kings game. Um, I looked it up just to see what the updated numbers were. So this month, the month of March... The Arizona Coyotes have played 10 games. They've scored 12 goals. 
This month, the month of March, in 11 games, Jeff Carter has scored seven goals, <laughs> and Gabrick has scored five. So between two players on the Kings, <laughs> tied the entirety of the Arizona Coyotes production. Obviously, I'm sure that there's some player on some other team that has scored, like, 12 goals in this month, but we're talking about the Kings right. here, so yeah, it's kind of impressive. No, it's. I think it's still impressive, particularly because they also have been going through or have been going through a little bit of a scoring slump the past week or so. So I will take it that a you know that they can still are. It's at least not as bad as the Coyotes. It could always be worse, Kings fans. That's our that's our motto nearing the end of the season, <laughs> yeah. as the Kings still aren't in a playoff spot at least like solidly. We'll just keep saying it could be worse. It's so frustrating because Calgary and the Jets, like, they just keep friggin' getting standings points. And, I mean, the Jets are more legitimate than Calgary is, but, like, Calgary in particular, it's frustrating. Like, stop doing that. You're bad. Realize it. Play play and lose like you are. Because they are playing like they're bad. They're bad. But they're not losing, and it's frustrating. Because every time the Kings win and you think that it's going to be a an opportunity for them to kind of jump ahead in standings, Calgary, like, squeaks by with an OT loss, you know, or something like that. It is horrifying. It's so aggravating. (laughs) I mean, at this point, it's like, I'm like, here's what's going to happen. The Kings are going to miss because Calgary is going to have, like, one or two points more than them, and then Calgary is going to lose in the first round because they're friggin' terrible, and it's going to bother me so much. Just don't, don't squander that chance. Like, why? Oh, man. It's, it's, um, the standings are getting a little interesting now, though. And not, I mean, not just in the Western Conference with the back and forth between Winnipeg and Calgary and the Kings and kind of the Canucks when, but they've won a couple now, so they don't have, um, as much to worry about necessarily. But even, like, in the East, I've noticed stuff is pretty intense. Um, let's talk about how Ottawa has nine one and zero in their last ten games, and are currently on a seven game win streak because of this goaltender who was not great in the AHL, but is still killing it somehow in the NHL. He's having one hell of a like NHL uh, entry right now, like an NHL debut. Um, he's got his own thing about being the Hamburglar. Yeah. And people are throwing hamburgers onto the ice. I don't like this. Me either. (laughs) Let me tell you why. Currently, I'm hungry. So I would love to (laughs) eat that hamburger. (laughs) Why are people wasting hamburgers to throw on the ice? This is horrifying to me. That was my thought. You could eat this food. Don't throw it on the ice. Although, to be fair, um, Curtis Lazar felt the same way. He picked one of those hamburgers up and ate it the other night. So at least a few hockey players also feel like we do, where we're like, how dare you do that to food? <laughs> Don't do um, it. I love that because I, I didn't I didn't see that. And the few pictures that I've seen, the hamburgers have been like bare, like Someone took off the wrapper <laughs> and threw, like, I don't know how the burgers stayed together and in, stayed intact, but it was just, like, bare in someone's hand, and I was like, pl- like, I'm glad that you said, like, he unwrapped it and, like, ate it, because I was like, uh, I don't know about that, but, um, yeah, so the fact that people are buying hamburgers only to throw them onto the ice is horrifying to me, because I love hamburgers. They're delicious. They should be eaten. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's but I mean, at least the Sens fans are having a lot of fun right now, and they won again. Like I said, they're on the seven-game win streak, and um, that seventh win tonight actually knocked Boston out of the playoffs. So, a kind of an interesting time where teams where you didn't really expect to have any trouble making the playoffs struggling a little bit, like the Kings and like Boston, who were both one and two in like defense last year and are both still pretty strong teams. So surprising time. Um, Even more surprising teams like freaking Anaheim and the Montreal Canadiens who get by on amazing shooting luck are, you know, could potentially in their next games, if they win them, break the 100-point barrier. Um, I am pretty astounded by the fact that Florida is only four points behind Boston. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of crazy. Um, I kind of like it. I think it's hilarious. It's it's a lot of fun. It's good to see that they're doing well. Yeah. But, yeah, that's not something that I would have really expected. I would love to see the Panthers make the playoffs again. Me too. I think it would be a lot I of fun. I think it would be great fun. So, I think, I mean, yeah, the standings are interesting. I, it'll be cool to see, I guess, you know, as it always is, where everybody ends up at the end of the season. Because there is still quite a bit of fluctuation among those wild card spots and stuff. A lot can happen. Hopefully the Kings are in that picture for the Western Conference, but, you know, we'll see because Calgary insists in general. <laughs> they insist. And it is frustrating, and I don't like it. But they're still here. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, um, with this win tonight against the the New Jersey Devils, I'm glad to see that the Kings are still, you know, okay with winning on the road because they've got quite a few road games coming up. It's a very road-heavy schedule for the rest of the season. Um, next up, they see the uh, the Rangers, the Islanders, and the Minnesota Wild this week. And then the Blackhawks. Yeah, so, so technically the Devils are the only non-playoff team on this road trip, and the next ones are all going to be very difficult. I, th- I mean, I think the Kings are a good team. They have a chance to win all of those games, but they're important. They need to basically win all of them yeah. if they want to continue to stay in this playoff contention. It's, you know, a lot of people made a big deal about them losing that game to the Canucks because it should have been an easier win and they let it get away from them. And now they have to win some of these really hard games against very tough opponents. Tough opponents on but the I think road. they can do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that they can do it as well. Um but this is really, I don't want to say do or die, because once again, Daryl Sutter is like, it's just a game. Right. But uh, it's it's going to be very interesting to see if they can stay disciplined and, you know, play the game that we know that they can play. Not take too many dumb penalties. Finish, maybe, a little on some of these. Uh, although I guess their passing was actually pretty good today. Mm-hmm. Um so that's kind of nice. That's nice to see. Although now that Mike Richards is back, once I see a failed drop pass, <laughs> palm meet forehead because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe this will be the stretch finally where Mike Richards connects on so many drop passes and where he finally is a person who can score shorthanded again. I dare to dream for Mike Richards. Please, Mike Richards, be the boost that the Kings need, or at least the one that they think they need. Yeah. I am upset, I will say, that, and not that it was unexpected, because everybody knew it was going to happen despite how well McNabb was playing, but that he was scratched and not Robin Regeer, who continues to be terrible. Yeah, it's kind of baffling. Like, the fact that he's just, like, the veteran player means that he's going to be 
in like always. Ugh. I can't think of a time when he was a healthy scratch. If it ha- if it has happened, it's happened like once, and it should have happened in this game. I mean, clearly it didn't matter. They won it anyway, and they generally played very well. But he was the worst player on the ice, as we all could have predicted. <laughs> and he's just not good. Why? Why? Why would you do this? Don't use him. He's not. He's not going to help you. He's not what you need when you're trying to push for the playoffs. Robin Gear is not the hero. I'm listening to you say this while I stare at a framed photo of him. So I mean. <laughs> really what can i say (laughs) i i obviously don't think he's a hero either um i just think it's funny (laughs) but at this point with how the kings are kind of struggling to get points they should probably you know expand their options they've got you know alec martinez back they've got they can kind of cycle their defensemen a little bit if they intend on keeping regear in more often you know like maybe give someone else a chance whatever yeah yeah i mean i liked the chemistry that Sakara and McNabb seem to have and can be continuing to develop anyway. So I was really, it's unfortunate to see that broken up. And I would rather have McNabb in while they're on this road trip. But um, I'm sure we'll continue to see Robin Regeer out there making a mess of things. That's just the way it's going to go. Of course. Oh, the Kings. Do you think they're going to win? I won't say all, but do you think they're going to win the majority of these next four games? Oh, boy. It's hard it, It's hard to say because, like, the Rangers are right up there with 99 mm-hmm. points. The Islanders are right behind them with mm-hmm. 92. Um, the Wilds are at 89 um, and 89 points. And then the Blackhawks are the Blackhawks. I, oh, okay, let's, are we going to make predictions, I suppose? <laughs> I guess so. Go for it. I, like, can't even. I think they're going to win against the Rangers. I think they could win against the Rangers. I I also think they could win against the Islanders and the Wild. They The Blackhawks are kind of playing really weird. I don't know, late in the spring before the playoffs that they always start to get kind of shaky, so you never quite know if they're going to be that, like, superhuman team or if they're going to just not show up. Yeah. Um, like, they, they were all nice against the Stars the other night, and the Stars, like, pulverize them yeah that was was really strange to see (laughs) it was yeah super weird so you don't you don't know i think yeah i think they have the potential to win all of these games they just have to they just have to care that's what it feels like with the kings they're good they just have to care they gotta stop caring about each other and start uh caring about you know winning games and stuff but yeah um i think they're gonna win against the rangers i think they'll win against the islanders i think they'll go into overtime with the wilds um and beat the Blackhawks. Beat the Blackhawks. I don't know if I trust those words, but (laughs) I'm going to say them. So you're going to say win three and then overtime something against the Wild. They can do it. I'll go with that. I don't don't know actually which teams I think they're definitely going to beat, but I like that maybe an overtime win or loss against at least one of them. (laughs) Um, And then I think they can win three out of four games. That's what I'll say. Three out of four games. I don't know which games, but three out of four. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) All right. Um, I guess we can keep this pretty short since we managed to cover everything. Oh, oh, except for one thing. Tanner Pearson, a small note, got put on LTIR. And it doesn't really change anything, though, um, John Rosen said, about the timetable for Tanner Pearson. It's still mid-April-ish. He is still skating. But for paper reasons, he is on LTIR. So that's that. 
So really, after all of the like training that he's been doing, all of his patience that he's been showing, the Kings really should just, you know, make it to the playoffs so he gets I a know. chance to play. That's why like I was at least kind of I mean, kind of glad that the Kings brought up Mike Richards now because I was like, what if they don't make the playoffs and deny him that farewell tour? <laughs> You're supposed to let Mike Richards have that. And so I feel like for Tanner Pierce that he is waiting to come yeah, back, you've got to make it to the playoffs. There are people depending on you, Kings. Come on. <laughs> All right. So that is everything, though, for the Kings this week. We will be back this weekend, as usual, to talk to you. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us on Twitter. We are at ThanksBud, T-H-X-B-U-D, or individually, I am at Chanel Berlin. And I'm at AKA Diane Fan. And if you want to buy tickets, I don't know if you happen to be on the road and you want to see the Kings play these playoff contenders, <laughs> um, TicketMonster.com, go to our schedule page. You can buy tickets through there. Um, also, if you want to email us, chirp at thanksbud.com. As usual, I think that's everything. And uh, take care of yourselves, friends. Again, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Be good to each other. Goodbye, friends. Bye, everyone. <laughs>